God, thank you so much for leading us in worship this morning. So good just to come before the Lord. And yes, Lord, we do. We tell you, we're so thankful for the great salvation that you brought for us. We're so thankful. In this place and all the places that we're gathered here this morning, we give you thanks because you bring us life <laughs> yes. in place of death. Yes. You join us with yourself through your shed blood. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We're going to have Joyce share a little bit here right away this morning. And... Um, Bless the Lord. So what I have to share, it's again personal to me from my quiet time. That's each morning when I wake up, I go to um, our old wooden kitchen table that we purchased from a secondhand store when we first got married in it was in Brookings, South Dakota. And we still have that. We still have those four original chairs, old wooden chairs. They do look old, uh, but they are now, that's the grandkids' table, the grandkids' chairs. When they come over, that's where they usually sit and eat and have their snacks. So I greatly miss that right now, but it's going to come back to normal. And so on Thursday morning, uh, I believe the Holy Spirit knew I needed encouragement. And I had my normal books, I had my normal, what I would read, you know, read the next chapter. But this particular morning, it was Hebrews 13, verse 21. And this is what it says. The God of peace makes you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And I've read that verse before. I had studied it. And in the original Greek, that word complete means he makes you thoroughly complete, but it also has the meaning of fresh. And on Thursday morning, I needed fresh. That's what I needed. And the Holy Spirit knew it. He ministered freshness to me. As I was sitting there, suddenly our patio door in the living room flew open from that strong wind coming from the north on Thursday, and it blew this fresh air through the living room, through the kitchen to where I'm sitting at that table. I got up, and I had, it's like Pastor Dean's chuckle. I had just this chuckle all the way through there to, to close it again. The reason it blew open is we finally got the snow off the north deck. We had shoveled it off, and we had just not latched that door tightly the day before. 
But the next morning, Friday morning, I was looking at that verse again. I just had such a desire. I know it's from the Father God through the Holy Spirit for you. He wants to impart his freshness to you, each one of you. And I'm going to start with um, verse 20. This is what I noticed yesterday when I went back to look at it. Verse 20 says, Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, may this God of peace make you thoroughly complete, make you fresh in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And Lord, that's our prayer declaration over each one of us, Father, as we're listening to this now. What was interesting was yesterday, my eyes just glanced to the page, the other side of the page in my Bible, and it's only two verses before this. It says, this is in Hebrews 13, obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give, you, give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. And so I was looking at that, obey those who rule over you. I love to go back to the Greek. I use that app, the Strong's Concordance. Rule in the Greek is governor. Well, who do you think of? <laughs> our Minnesota governor, <laughs> and we honor and respect the words that he has brought forth, the direction for us, the guidelines. Rule over you and be submissive, but another word for rule is chief, and we honor the president of the United States, who is our chief exec executive and the chief of state. So with that, it was like in my heart, it was like we are doing what is right, even though this is strange. This is strange to be here with these empty seats and we aren't hugging, and, um, but we obey those who have this rule over us, this responsibility. How can we make sure that we're going to do this with joy so it's not unprofitable for us or them? People, our prayers continue. Our prayers continue. Our prayers, our praise continues. Our worship continues. Thank you, Father. But listen to this verse, the verse right before verse 17. Do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. The Passion Bible says for that verse, 
let's not miss an opportunity to do acts of kindness. And that's what I want to put out to us today. Holy Spirit, show each of us if there's some act of kindness we can do for another. Yes, we know our prayers. Our prayers continue, they're good. But if there's things that we can do that are good things, show us, Holy Spirit, how it can just brighten someone's day. And the picture I had, we haven't been there, but through Culver's drive through or Green Mill pickup or whatever, someone could pay for the person's food behind them. There's just ways of surprising people with random acts of kindness. And that's what I release into the spirit realm today. Thank you. Blessings. Amen. Love you. You can, I love you too. You can come. You could stay if you want, but that's fine too. Amen. There are just a few other things, areas that we uh, can do to help help out at this time. And I think I'll share those right away before we get into the Word this morning. Um, and these are from the Mayor of Bemidji, and that's uh, Rita Albrecht, and then also Danae Alamo from the United Way, and others in the area too, other leaders, but uh, they're looking for people to help with some food distribution needs, those, it says, age 50 and under, to help with that. Uh, the Bemidji Food Shelf will be open. It's on, open on Monday and Wednesdays from 9 to 3, if uh, any of you would need that. That's out there for us. Also, Ruby's Pantry in Bemidji will be at the Sanford Center. It will be a drive-up thing. You just stay in your car and the food will be given to you. That's on April 15. I believe that's uh, Wednesday. And so, and then also you, there are ministry or help through North Country Food Bank, Churches United. Uh, and for all those things, if you're wondering about them, more information, you can get that from Danae Alamo at, it'd be 218, then 444-8929. So, um, we've been getting a lot of, our, I, Joyce and I have been getting a lot of calls and texts, uh, some have been saying, how can we help? Is there anyone that we could maybe help or someone that uh, can't get out to get their food that we could help do that? And then others have had needs. And so we've been doing a connecting thing there. And so we just want to put that out. If you have a need, also Pastor Dean is available for, for helping with this. Uh, but you, or if you have a prayer need you'd like to pray with us about, there's a couple numbers 
Pastor Dean, you could get a hold of him at 218-586-2960. That's really the church's number. And then also my number, Joyce and I, it's uh, 586-2854. And it's just a thing of being able to pray with you or helping to connect those with certain needs. Um, just to let you know, too, we as a church body, we had uh, one of those needs that was made available or that was told us was actually down in Iquitos, Peru, where some of you, well, there's connections that we've had, the Davises and also Alan, Jenny, Reish have been down there. They just aren't, they're having similar things to hear with food especially food shortages too, but anyway, they needed funds to get food. And so we were able to send $300 down there to Iquitos. And um, I wanted to mention this too. I don't think I mentioned this before that we know that Pastor Don Emery passed away a few weeks ago. And uh, we did give a memorial gift of, as a church family, we gave $1,000 to the Evangelical Free Church for their youth group um, in memory of, of Don Emery, Pastor Don. He really connected a lot with the young people here through the years, and so we just thought that was a good way to do that. I believe that's all I have for that right now. Thank you, Lord. Um, I do have one other thing before I get into the Word, though, and that's something that I saw on Good Friday, and it was our president, President Donald Trump, and he was giving a, an Easter blessing, and I thought it was something that I would share here this morning, and th this is what he said. You maybe heard it, but bears repeating, I believe, for us. And, and listen close, because he's asking for prayer for certain things, too. But he says on this Good Friday, Christians from all around the world, remember the suffering and death upon the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On Easter Sunday, we will celebrate his glorious resurrection. At this holy time, our nation is engaged in a battle like never before, the invisible enemy. Our brave doctors and nurses and responders, first responders, responders of all, are fighting to save lives. Our workers are racing to deliver critical medical supplies. Our best scientists are working around the clock to develop life-saving therapeutics, and I think they're doing really well in doing so. Our people are making tremendous sacrifices to end this pandemic. Though we will not be able to gather together with one another as we normally would on Easter, we can use this sacred time to focus on prayer, reflection, and growing in our personal relationship with God. Note that part, because that's a big part that the Lord has put on my heart and you'll see that in the message too. 
to take this time for prayer, reflection, and growing in our personal relationship with God. So important, he says. I ask all Americans to pray. This is what the president is asking. That all Americans will pray that God will heal our land. You know, and I see that more than just a physical thing with this pandemic, but in every aspect. To bring comfort to those who are grieving, to give strength to the doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, to restore health to those that are sick and to renew the hope in every person who is suffering. Our nation will come through like never before. And let's join our voices in agreement with our president there, speaking these words as prophetic for our nation. I'll say it, those that are in here, if you would repeat it, and all of you that are watching. Our nation will come through like never before. He goes on, I thank the many families who have prayed for me and for my family. And we need to continue to do that for him. And your prayers are felt, he says, and I am forever grateful. I'd like to thank our great vice president and his wonderful wife, who we all know very well, Karen, for the incredible job they do and for their service, not only to the country, but for their service to God. Almost 3,000 years ago, the prophet Isaiah wrote these words, Darkness covers the earth, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light. As our nation battles the invisible enemy, we affirm that Americans believe... Oh, I like this. He says... We reaffirm that Americans believe in the power of prayer. We give thanks for the majesty of creation and for the gift of eternal life. See, that's the God kind of life that we're going to be talking about, Zoe life. And we place our trust in the hands of Almighty God. We agree with you, Mr. President. I'd like to just wish everybody a very happy Easter. We're going to be celebrating that very special day. Very, very special, he says, and it's going to be hopefully a very good weekend and a very productive one. And I want to thank everybody in our country and beyond for all they've had to put up with. 184 countries, as of this morning, are fighting this enemy and we pray for all of them, says the president. <clears throat> so we do, we pray for our president this morning. We pray for this nation. We pray for the working of your Holy Spirit in each one of us. We thank you, Lord, too, this morning, even as we sang that you would open the eyes of our heart, our understanding, as the word, as your word, as we read from the Bible this morning and as we speak of things concerning it, that you will open up the eyes of our understanding, of our spirit, of our heart, 
to a whole new place and level of understanding to hear what you are saying to us as individuals, as families, as a church, and we're saying the Church of Jesus Christ in the Bemidji area, in Minnesota, in the United States of America, and around the world, Lord. We thank you for your anointing on this word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Um, our title today would be New Life. This morning when I was just before the Lord, Lord, is there anything else you would add to this message? And it was like to the title, New Life from God or in God. Or it's in and from God. That's where, that's where life comes from. It's from God. And a summary could be Easter Sunday is a harbinger of new life springing forth from what seemed dead and barren. And this new life, it springs from God, the source of all life. Life is being connected. It's like abiding in God. It's abiding in the vine. It's being connected with God. Death is separation. Spiritual death is separation from God. Physical death is separation from our physical bodies. But God's life includes in it all that is God, I believe. It's that Zoe life. The Greek word is Zoe in the New Testament. And it's life like God has it. You know, we as Ten Strike Community Church family, we have a, as a model or mission statement is uh, connecting people to God. Connecting people to people and connecting people to service or serving. But this time of year, when Easter comes, in the spring, um, we see signs of spring around us. We see them all around us. Um, and this year, even more than many others, we're looking for to God for new life amidst this world pandemic. Coronavirus, we call it. But it's coming forth, I believe. It's coming forth. I've seen some robins, you know, in the natural. I heard them first. I didn't see him first. I was looking for him. Finally, I saw one. I've seen a number now. I've heard Canadian geese flying over. I'm sure they're trying to find some open water. On our lake, they haven't found it yet. So I saw three ducks flying over looking for open water. They didn't find it either. But, and also trumpeter swan. I saw some of those flying over Gull Lake. Joyce and I have some daylilies next to the house, and they're starting to sprout out they were coming right through the snow and there was still snow there right through that barren ground they came up through it it was once frozen and now it's coming forth life coming out of death our chives are starting to spring up through the ground all harbingers of re-emerging life which we so long for here in northern minnesota i'm sure wherever you live you're, you're saying, thank you, Lord, for spring. So once again, we see and we hear 
and there's the smells, and these are all earmarks of resurrecting life in the natural. Hallelujah. But we celebrate today on this Easter Sunday morning like no other that I've known. But we still celebrate our resurrected from death Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Praise God. That death, you know, resurrection from death. He, he blew out of that grave and life was born anew. Eternal life was born anew. That we could call it that Zoe life and all that it entails. And Jesus is our King of kings and he's our Lord of lords and we are now by faith resurrected with him to new life also if you have received him as your Savior. That's a big if. At the close of this message, I'm going to give opportunity for us to be restored in that abiding in the vine, or maybe for some it will be the first time that you have ever personally made that decision to pray that prayer of receiving Christ as your Savior. We'll be doing that in a few minutes. And we're believing together that even as Jesus resurrected from the grave two millenniums ago, that he will now resurrect our nation and the world from this pandemic during this Easter season now. That'll just start plummeting. That disease, it'll just crash. That's what we believe together. We pray together. He can Say can. He can do this because he bore the full judgment that was due to the world because of sin. It's because of sin that this junk comes. It wasn't here before in the Garden of Eden, before sin. But he did this for every person who has ever lived. For every person that has ever lived. Hallelujah. And that includes you, and it includes me. Every person that's ever lived on the face of the earth. Once he had taken upon himself this judgment, this condemnation, this curse that came because of sin, he arose the victor from Satan's dark domain. And now he lives, say that word lives, Let's say it all across, wherever we are, all those houses, everybody in the house, okay? I want you to be participating. I sense your connection here with us. See, we're one in the body of Christ. Paul talked about that. I was with you in spirit. There is a definite connection there in the spirit realm, even if we're not together and physically. And you know what? That even connects with those that are already in heaven. Did you hear what I just said? We're connected with those in the body of Christ who are in, sometimes called the church triumphant or those that have gone on to be with the Lord in heaven now. But he arose the victor from Satan's darkness and he lives forever. And we rise with him in new life when we believe in him. 
and we receive his salvation. So let's read this story once again, this old, old story, this resurrection story. And we'll have it on the wall behind me also, I believe, but it's Matthew 28, verses 1 through 8. I'm reading from the Passion Translation this morning. Or you can get your Bibles right at home too and read along with me. The resurrection of Jesus. After the Sabbath ended at the first light of dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to take a look at the tomb. Suddenly, the earth shook. We sang about that this morning. Violently, it shook beneath their feet. Wouldn't that have been something to be one of those soldiers or even Mary and or Mary, beneath their feet as the angel of the Lord Jehovah descended from heaven, lightning flashed around him. It was the lightning of life, or life lightning. And his robe was dazzling white. The guards were stunned. and terrified they fell over lying motionless like dead men then the angel walked up to the tomb rolled away the stone very large angel I believe and sat on top of it just picture that picture it the women were breathless. Would you be? I would be breathless. They were terrified until the angel said to them, there's no reason to be afraid. I know you're here looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. Say that with me. He isn't here. He's not in the grave. He has risen victoriously, just as he said. He wasn't there in the tomb, but he is here now. He's here with us. He's there with you. Hallelujah. Just think about that. Pause and think on that. And the angel said, come inside the tomb and see the place where our Lord was lying. And then run and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. I give you his message. This was Jesus' message. I am going ahead of you in Galilee, and you will see me there. They rushed quickly to tell his disciples, and their hearts were deep in wonder and filled with great joy. And this Easter Sunday in the United States of America, we are looking for new life to shed off the grip of this coronavirus pandemic and the national emergency, which are, we're now experiencing, and also how it's affecting the economics of our land, the finances of our land. We've been instructed about things that we can do in the natural realm to help this to happen. 
And we've also been instructed of things to do in the spiritual realm to help this happen. Take advantage of all that's on the airwaves now. Get in your word yourself, for yourself. Get in the word. That's a word from the Lord to you today. You get in the word yourself. Uh, I had a message um, last Wednesday. If you haven't seen it yet, when you're done here, you can scroll down and see it. It's um, about applying the blood of Jesus by faith and through our mouth for protection over our families. And we need to do that. But the roots of this disease are evil spiritual roots. They're in the spirit realm. And we're believing together for a release from this disease that is a release that's a supernatural release in scope and impact. Not only that, we're also praying and believing for revival in the church of Jesus Christ and awakening to the truth in this whole world. And we believe God can even use the hardest things in life to bring about something that is good when we pray. It says in Romans 8.28, many of you I'm sure are familiar with this scripture, we know that all, say all, all things work together for good, say that word, good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And that is you. You are called to come into the line, in line with his purpose. You are called. God's desire and plan for us as individuals, as families, as churches, and the whole world is for good. Say that word again. Good. Good was God's desire and plan for his chosen people of Israel, even when they were exiled in Babylon. And I believe this scripture can apply to us as well today, and we're going to look at Jeremiah 29, starting at verse 10. This is a New Living Translation. It says there, this is what the Lord says, you will be in Babylon for 70 years, but, when I, but then I will come and do for you all the good, there's that word again, let's just say it again, good things I have promised and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for, say it again, good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Some translations there, it says, if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. My brothers and sisters and friends, this is the time for seeking God with all of our heart. That we may find him at new places and new levels 
in our lives. He says, then I will be found by you. I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will in, listen, I will, listen, this is for you out there. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. He is going to end our captivity to fear and bring us back into a place of faith and his perfected love. He's going to end that captivity in our lives. And I'm not just talking about this virus that's going around now. I'm talking about anything in my life or your life that still is a hindrance in our walk with the Lord and the shining of our light in the world around us. He's going to end the captivity to hopelessness and despair and bring forth hope and joy in captivity to sickness and bring forth health. That's sickness in body, mind, emotions. Disease, even in relationships and whatever. Release from the captivity of stress and bringing us into a place of peace. You know what? I believe that the enemy, that the devil, will come to the place that he wishes he had never unleashed this terrible plague upon the world. We know that sin is what opens the door to it, but it gives him that place. But he's going to wish he had never done it. And that includes in the United States of America, but even in our area right here. You know, there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 2.7 that says, No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. And we know that mystery plan, it was Jesus, the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth, who would give his life, give his blood for us, that we might be exalted in the place of actually being connected with God himself and have his Holy Spirit live in us, and to have his life and every aspect of it forever and ever and ever. It was a mystery, but that word mystery in the Greek there, it's a, word, a kind of word that's a mystery that was made to be revealed. But it says that it was a mystery, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. And I'm going to read a footnote that's in my Spirit-Filled Life Bible for that verse there. It says, This passage asserts that Satan, the god of this age, and the demons of hell, the principalities and powers, were completely confounded by the cross. 
This is a profound disclosure of Satan's limited ability to anticipate the tactics of Almighty God. The reminder that God's sovereign power and omniscience are always the insurance of the believer's ultimate victory in Christ Jesus. If they had known it, if they had understood it, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. Oh, what a terrible day that we are so, that, that for Satan that we're celebrating today was that first day. He must have just been sick. Sick, sick, sick devil. He's always sick, and he was worse sick then. He's still worse sick, because look at all the believers around the world. And this message that we're speaking today, it's the truth. He's going to wish he had never done it. I believe that the Lord is giving his people the opportunity to be prepared for very good things ahead. And he's getting us ready. Yes, there's house cleaning taking place. That's, we've heard that message through texts and phone calls and so forth in these last weeks in the natural realm. People are doing house cleaning. They're at home. The honeydew lists are going to be taken care of. Yes, Joyce has one for me too. That's happening in the natural. But you know what? It's also happening in the supernatural. People, we are discovering rooms, places in our lives that the Lord wants to clean out spiritually. They're like weights and things like it talks about in Hebrews 12.1, setting inside every weight and sin that would keep us from running that race. We're ready for a lap here that could be the last one. And he's getting us ready to be unencumbered with things so that we can run the race that he has called us to. He's called you and me for these days that are before us. Great days, I believe. So we're discovering those rooms, and then we need to repent. What is repentance? We talked about that in the weeks just leading up to this pandemic. We were talking about it. It's a change of mind and a change of direction. There can be tears involved sometimes. It just depends. Not necessarily. It's making a decision to turn away from ways that we were not walking in the light. Remember the picture of the cross with the light coming out of it and we get into the darkness if we're getting off of the Word in our lives? And this can happen as Christians, even if we've been Christians for a while, that we get off track. It's time to get on track now. Prepare ourselves to prepare the way of the Lord and what he's doing in this day. But on the first Sunday, that was March 15 of this year, that we were made aware of the potential gravity of this pandemic for us here. We still had an audience of people here. At the close of our worship service, just as I was going to dismiss us, some thoughts were strongly impressed upon me, and I think these will be on the wall, but I'll read them to you. Um, I asked Pastor Neen to transcribe these for me, and this is what was there. I said, 
and I, it was quiet. I was, do, as I do sometimes at the end, I just wait, Lord, is there something else? And this is what was written down. Do you want to say that, Lord, now? Okay, here are the thoughts. And then I said this to the congregation. Okay, here are the thoughts that are coming to my mind right now. There are great things that are in store for this nation. And I'll say it again. I, I sense that same anointing as I speak it. There are great things that are in store for this community and the church of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying just this church, TCC, but the church of Jesus Christ in this locality. We say the greater Bemidji area, but also the state of Minnesota and in this nation. Great things in store. This includes reviving and awakening. Reviving of the church and awakening of the lost. And we are a part of it. And this would be true wherever you're watching from. And I know we've been having people watch from different places around the country, a number of places. We are a part of it wherever the Lord has placed us. And he has placed each of us, each of you, strategically in the places where he has us. That's in the schools, places of business, workplaces, homes, wherever we are, wherever we go. It's not an accident that you are who you are and where you are for March of 2020 and beyond. From March of 2020, we are going to march as Christian soldiers because this is a warfare. It is a spiritual warfare, and that is what we are going to do in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to read this recent prophetic word, too, from Kenneth Copeland. I read this once before, but I'm going to read it again. This disease called COVID-19 will be over much sooner than you think. Christian people all over this country praying have overwhelmed it. Give me all the glory, says the Spirit of grace, and many, many people will come to know me through it. And I am still Lord, Lord over this nation. I am on the throne, and faith in me changes things. And then there was a word that I heard of Jerry Savell. Some of you know him. He's another minister from Texas, as is Copeland. But this is a word he got. Do not fret and do not fear. I still plan to give you a supernatural year. It's not over and you will not fail. Against you the gates of hell will not prevail. Rest in me and I will see you through and I will bring to pass all that I said I would do. Thank you, Father in heaven, that you have a choice. You can, you've given a choice. You can choose to fear 
or you can choose to rejoice. That's what we talked about last Sunday. So rejoice and do not cease. This is how you tap into my supernatural peace. My brother Tim sent me this from David Wilkerson. This was from 1986. He says, this is in 86 he wrote this. I see a plague coming in the world. And the bars, churches, and government will shut down. Who would have ever guessed? I mean, I w- six weeks ago, would you have, if someone had told you that? But anyway, this was spoken many years ago. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like it has never been shaken. The plague is going to force perilous believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles. And repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. And out of it will come a great third awakening. And there have, if you've studied history, there have been two great awakenings in this country. And there will be a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. Let's pray for that to come forth. Here's a prophetic word. Um, I had heard about it. I thought, well, I'm going to find... So I googled it, and I got this information. Um, And it came through actually Sean Sean Bolts, who many of you have heard of. He's a prophetic... He moves in the prophetic. He's connected with strongly with Bill Johnson and Bethel Ministries in California. But uh, he says this. On 02-02-2020, Andy Reid, coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, won his 222nd game at the Super Bowl 54. A jubilee year win. It was Kansas City's first Super Bowl victory in exactly 50 years, which is the Jubilee year. That's where the story would end if not for an old prophecy proclaimed by Bob Jones. And let's put that, do you have that picture, Pasadena? Is it up there? Okay, is that Bob? Okay, there's Bob Jones. Actually, he's he's a a prophet that Maybe some of you, Pastor Dean said that he had given a word over him years ago. But I know Dave and Sue Steinhorst have seen him in Carolina where they go. Uh, he's, he's been now in heaven for the last couple of years. But anyway, if it weren't for this old prophecy proclaimed by Bob Jones over 20 years ago and recirculated before the win by pastor and prophet Sean Boltz on his Instagram and Facebook. Boltz writes, Bob Jones had heard from God that the Chiefs, that's the Kansas City Chiefs football team, would go to the Super Bowl and win it. And he shared that when they won it, it would be a sign of upcoming and in-time revival. He explained that God is raising up his Chiefs to be apostolic leaders in many spheres of influence. In many spheres of influence. You chiefs 
where God has you placed, in those spheres of influence where you are. And then that picture there, it says, Bob Jones told me in that Sean Boltz at least 10 times, when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, you will know that revival is about to come. God is raising up his apostolic chiefs. A few headlines from Fox News this week. 2020 proclaimed year of the Bible by many. And then also another one, coronavirus outbreak spurs record Bible purchases. People are looking for hope. And I, and I saw it also that uh, there were pictures of Bible shelves in Walmart and other stores that were bare because people had gone to them. Um, on Palm Sunday, my mom was telling me this, that President Trump in one of his coronavirus um, updates was asking or he's saying that this would be a good time for us to renew our commitments to God, to renew our commitment. And we know that <laughs> it's really interesting that the President of the United States would say that. And I say it again this morning. Maybe for you it is time to renew your commitment to God. So let's be praying together for new life in the barren, cold ground, revival, awaking from slumber to new life. Isaiah 43, 19 says, I am doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now it sprouts forth and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. And that can be the desert of your life or in the wilderness if you feel like you've been lost or whatever it may be. God's doing a new thing in your life today. And so we look to him for that. He's right there with you now to do it. Here's a word I had received from Scott and Cindy Davis. God is on the throne. His hand is not short. He is doing something new in this time, this time of rest. He has brought upon our nation, and we are about to enter a new dimension, a new time, and he is in control. So sit back and see what he is about to bring forth. It's about to break forth. The sons and daughters are being drawn into his marching orders. And it's going to be an exciting time. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It's time to enter into Zion with joy and singing, proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Many are the things that he has planned for you. Our cry is, O Lord, my ears you have opened, here I am. I have come to do your will.
Amen. And in closing of this message, I want to invite you to be restored to that place of abiding in the vine. If you received the Lord in the past as your Savior and you feel like you've drifted away, He wants to restore that union. You can come to Him. If you've never done that before, this is your time right now today. On this Easter Sunday of 2020, during this pandemic, to come to Christ, to come to Him. And this is about opening the door of your heart to Him. The opening the door of your spirit to let Him in to your life and allowing Him to be the Lord of your life. We're not talking about just being the Savior of your life. We're talking about allowing Him to be the Lord of your life. You know, the Word of God says if we believe with our heart and we confess with our mouth, we will be saved. Jesus is there knocking at the door of our hearts. He wants to restore that fellowship or even begin it if you've never done it before. He wants to come in and fellowship with you. So I'm going to ask you, those that are here with me today, those that are out there, this is whether you've received him before or not, this is to confess him as your Savior anew and afresh. Everybody in the room, don't be hesitant to, to do it. Just repeat after me. Father God, I know that I have sinned and I need a Savior. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross for me. I believe that he went to hell for me. I believe that he rose from death. I confess all my sin. I receive forgiveness and your eternal life. I declare Jesus is now my Lord. I know that I am part of your family now. I know that your Holy Spirit now lives within me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to have a closing song in just a moment. We're going to have Pastor Dean come up here and bring our tithe and offering time just before we do that. But uh, I want to encourage you, send a note to us. Let us know if you've been watching. You know, just uh, even if it's a thumbs up, just that touch point from you. You can come on up, Pastor Dean. Just a touch point. <clears throat> if you have received the Lord as your Savior, lead us, let us know that too, and we'll connect with you and do some more with you in that regard. It's been so good to be with you and share with you. Pastor Dean has a word now for us before we sing that closing song together.
kingdom. Amen. This last week, I was in prayer and midweek at some point, and I wasn't praying about anything in particular, but this was drawing near in fellowship to the Lord. And after a little while, I heard myself pray, Father, where are you? And it kind of grabbed my attention. And so over the next hours, I was just asking the Lord what that was. And I sensed that someone was experiencing the feeling of the absence of the Father. Someone had had very, uh, had some deep experiences with God. Someone who had, was well acquainted with the promises of God, where he said, I will never leave you, I'll never forsake you. I'm with you always, to the very end of the age, Jesus said that. But yet, in the moment of whatever the circumstances were, they just had felt a loss of connection with that glorious presence. And I just wanted to announce today that Jesus Christ paid the price for you to live in unbroken fellowship with the Father. read a couple scriptures here and maybe quote a couple things that what Jesus what his experience was and what he went through so that you could have this unbroken fellowship with the life of God in Revelation 13 8 this phrase states that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world what a marvelous thought, you know, Jesus, who be, the Word who became Jesus, the Eternal Father, the Holy Spirit, they were all there. And out of that eternal union sprang forth the plan of, re, of redemption before the foundation of the world. And the Word, Jesus, was right there you know, involved with the plan of him becoming that lamb. And his body would be broken. He'd enter into the suffering for mankind. What a marvelous thought. He loves us. He came to the earth, and when he came into the world, he, the cry of the heart of, of Jesus was a body you have prepared for me. And then it goes on to say, by this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. As he began his earthly ministry, John the Baptist was preparing the way. And he looked at him and said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Again, announcing the destiny that Jesus was facing. Towards the end of his earthly ministry, on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appeared to him, and they were speaking of his departure. And I just, I, I believe that he was experiencing a pre 
resurrected body, glorified body. And that added the joy to his heart, as well as the looking forward to the redemption of so many that would put their faith in him. And who for the joy set before him endured the cross and scoring its shame. And we can't really know completely what they were talking about, but I believe there was just an unveiling of what he was going to face and how God was there with him. In the garden, he was had to pray these things through and he's coming up to the moment of offering up his body. Lord, if you're willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Epic struggle as he sweat as it were great drops of blood in surrendering himself to that moment. And then on the cross at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama shabachthani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He had all these truths imprinted within his very nature that this was the plan of God and that God would not abandon him to hell, but he would raise him up. But yet, in the moment, there was that anguished cry out of his heart. Why have you forsaken me? It wasn't an intellectual thing. It wasn't a doubt thing. It was an experiential cry. Jesus paid the price. I, I, I just had a feeling that this was just for one or two people. But yet, Jesus paid the price for you not to be falling into a place of despair where you're just feeling so disconnected from God. That is the attack of the enemy. And I want to pray for you right now. I just want to offer up a prayer to break that power of darkness that's trying to overshadow your experience with him. So just lift up your heart to the Lord and say, Father, help me. Father, in this moment, I thank you that you have seen and you know and you feel. And Lord Jesus, you are easily touched with the feelings of our infirmity. And you ever live to make intercession for us. And in Jesus' name, now I take authority over this attack of darkness that would try to overshadow a life, overshadow a mind. In Jesus' name, I command you to come off and I speak resurrection life and that Zoe life coming to full manifestation now. Thank you for joy returning, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the upwelling of your spirit of life within and worship. And I thank you that we are overcomers through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So if that is your experience and has been the last little bit, Jesus is here to set you free and to bring you into that walk, back into that connection of the newness of life. Appreciate so much all those that have continued to support TCC.
while this issue is going through our land. And I just want to remind you that you can mail your tithe and offerings to Ten Strike Community Church, P.O. Box 67, Ten Strike, Minnesota, 56683. Or we can, you can give online, go to the TCC website, tenstrikechurch.com. tenstrikechurch.com. Once you have entered the website, in the upper right-hand corner, there is a donate, donate icon for giving to TCC. You can use a debit card or credit card or PayPal. God bless you. And as we worship God, in closing, let's just enter in with, full of, with the fullness of joy in our heart. In Jesus' name. Your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up, from the moment that I wake up, till I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. I love you. Your mercy never fails. Oh, your mercy never fails. All my days, all my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you've been faithful.
praise you, God. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. All my life you have been faithful, so, so good. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen. So have a wonderful time there with your families and loved ones. I know we're going to be doing some God Skyping or messengering or Zooming or something quite a bit this afternoon actually with different folks and um, all to the glory of God. And I want to mention, if you didn't see the, it's called like a shadow drama to the song Oh Happy Day, uh, before this, you can, it's on our Facebook page there, you can watch that. Then also on Wednesday at 10 o'clock, we'll be with you live streaming. And again, all these you can watch at any time uh, once they're on Facebook. And um, also spread the word. Let others know. It's a great opportunity for reaching out to those that maybe need that touch. And so God bless you all and keep you. He's with you. His grace is with you. His peace is with you. His life, His Zoe life, is with you right there. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Blessings. Amen.